Home of the Wizards. Home of the Soon DC to be home Mystics. Of Anthony Black. And if that doesn't sell tickets, see, like, what do the Wizards do for anybody to care? Because when I moved here, I was all excited because they actually made the playoffs. And I'm a big Russell Westbrook fan, even though they had a losing record. And I got here, I was like, okay, I could watch some playoff basketball. Maybe I'll meet some friends at the bar, some Wizards fans. And uh, I got here, and they had, like, Tucker Carlson and, like, CNN on. And I was like, hey, do you guys mind turning the uh, Wizards game on? And they were like, oh, they play tonight? And I said, yeah, it's the playoffs. What do they need to do to spark some interest? Besides, like, win 50 games, because that's not going to be a thing. Yeah, I mean, even if they do win 50 games with just, like, Bradley Beal and some randoms, I don't think that's good enough. I think you have to build organically. I think if I'm the Wizards, maybe I look at, you know, somebody who I think can be, you know, the next, like, a Josh Giddy, And I think that's Anthony Black. I think Anthony Black's really interesting. I think Osser Thompson yeah. is really interesting, too. He can do a lot. He's going to be a playmaking guard, kind of like a wing guard. He can do a bunch of different things. He's very versatile. He can't shoot a lick. Uh, and if you say they need a if they if you say they need a scoring guard, then maybe they reach for a player like Nick Smith, who's very very talented, extremely high upside, fell considerably from the time he graduated high school to the time uh, that we're sitting here right now. So maybe something like that. I don't know. It's gonna be a tough slog. It's gonna be a multi-year process. Yeah. What sucks for them is obviously they don't have a lottery pick. So let's look at some of these guys. Let's look at um, the draft trifecta, and let's try to figure out what could actually happen here. Oh, I like that. So we got, we know who's going number one overall, right? Yep. So it would be Wembyama, Wembenyama, mm -hmm. uh, Scoot, and Brandon Miller to go one, two, and three was the heavy chalk at minus 185. So San Antonio, Charlotte, and Portland, obviously, with the top three picks in the draft. What do you think about that one? Scoot number two, Brandon Miller number three. That's the chalk right now, minus 185. No, I don't like that. I think I like Brandon Miller two, Scoot three. And then you're getting plus money. So that's plus 170. I like that more. Yeah, so you would go with that's Vic, what I would do. Brandon Miller, and Scoot plus 170. Because you're basically getting Brandon Miller to go two at plus 170. Because that's what the number really is then. So I wonder if maybe that's the way that's how you that I get back, back in here. Yeah, that's how you edge back. How sure are you about Brandon Miller going two? I mean, I'm not that sure. Like, what are the latest reports? Like, what am I missing here where all of a sudden... Jonathan Gavoni said, I played it for you, had a conversation with some other show and said, listen, they brought in Brandon Miller and Scoot just to try to make sure that they weren't making the wrong decision by drafting Brandon Miller. Like I said, it's smoke and mirrors, but I don't know which way the smoke is going and the mirrors are going. But I do like that plus 170 because you're getting Brandon Miller at number two overall, which is now plus 115, but you're basically getting him at plus 170 because the other two are locks. Right, right. And there's no reason to even talk about the others because I don't think Amen Thompson sneaking into no. Well, although, weren't we talking about this a couple nights ago, though? Like, maybe Brandon Miller falling outside of the top three. If he were to fall outside of the top three, though, who else would go before him? Would it be Thompson? Because that's 18-1. It, it would have to be, but I just... I don't But that don't would see be, that yeah, that would be plus 1,400 for him to go third. I just don't. I just don't see those odds indicating that that would be a, a, a reality. Even a Cam Whitmore, which I, I joked around about because Portland worked him out, that's 18 to 1. I don't know, man. I, it really does feel like it's Brandon and Scoot as either 2 3 or 3 or 2 3 the other way. Let's go, Scoot. Let's go, Charlotte. Do the right thing. Do the right thing, Charlotte. I just feel like with, I mean, so Brandon Miller seems like the safe pick, right? Yeah, it does. I mean, you talk about, think about this. I was watching some footage of Brandon Miller and what he likes to do. 
He can slash a little bit. He has above-the-rim qualities. He is a pretty good defender. He's a knockdown shooter by, like, spades. Probably, I would say, the best shooter in this draft. You know, you've got Grady Dick, you've got Jordan Hawkins, but nobody's talking about Brandon Miller because he's in the top three. They're, mostly when they talk about the best shooters, they're talking about outside of him. He's a 40% three-point shooter when he's wide open, right? Um, so if you imagine for a second LaMelo Ball playing with Brandon Miller, how many open looks Brandon Miller is going to get and how if he if he learns to back cut what yeah. LaMelo is going to be able to do, and he's 6'8", that's a really fun combo. You replace a guy in Gordon Hayward who you really got nothing out of, but you now have a big-bodied wing who can play a little defense. He can shoot. He can slash. I don't love his mobility, but who knows? Maybe he develops into like a Paul George, and now you have a LaMelo-Paul George combo. What team would you feel better about? <laughs> like, let's say, okay, so let's say that Brandon Miller goes two to Charlotte. Portland, you guys get Scoot. Who do you feel? Who do you feel better about? Portland. Because you have Dame still? No, because even if we do have to trade Dame, even if Portland does have to trade Dame, you have probably the most athletic backcourt in the NBA now. Find me a more athletic backcourt. I'm serious. Find it. It's Shaden Sharp and it's Scoot Henderson. Yeah. What is that? That's like, that's bouncy. That's athletic. Maybe Shaden is a three, but I don't think so. I think he's more of a two. Shane Sharp's going to be the next, like, Kobe Bryant, Tracy McGrady. See, that's, get... that's almost like why I feel like with the Blazers, they should almost just think future. Just because it's crazy to think that Dame's going to be 33 years old. I just want to see him have a legit shot to win a championship. And I want to see the Blazers at least, like, become a fun basketball team again for you. And I think you guys are knocking on that door with some young talent. And it's almost just better to rip the Band-Aid off. Maybe, I mean, I'm just saying that with, like, personal experience. Like, I would rather just... Yeah. Like, my team, ever, any team, just kind of, like, blow it up. Because the rebuild years suck, but basketball hell, I feel like, sucks much more. Like, basketball winning 40... does suck. Like, being a Raptors fan right now. Like, what's... You know what I mean? Like, winning, like, 43, 44 games. Being a Bulls fan, it just doesn't really do it for me. I would rather pick in the top four and be able to, you know, at least get my franchise player here in the next couple of years. Where does this, where does this Can I draft... ask you a question, though? Yeah. About this... So if you look at John Morant, which is basically what people are comparing Scoot Henderson uh, to, right? A lot of Derrick Rose comps. Derrick Rose, yeah. Derrick Rose, John Morant, yeah. Donovan Mitchell, right? So he's an explosive guard. He's a slasher. So Dame is thirty. Dame's thirty-one. Well, yeah. he can shoot a little bit. Yeah. Like I said, when you go under screens, he can knock knock it down. Well, isn't that what they said though? Like, but then during the second workout, he didn't shoot as well. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, okay, so Jaw in his first year, 18 points per game. Jaw in his second year, 19 points per game. Jaw in his third year, 27 points per game. Fourth year, 27 points per game. Okay, so if Dame is 34, so say Scoot Henderson takes two years to develop into a Jaw-like player. Okay. Because he would be the number one consensus overall pick if it wasn't for Vic, right? So say he develops on the same trajectory that Jaw Moran does. He's an all-NBA all-star caliber player within two to three years. Mm-hmm. Dame is now 33, 34. He's already missed one year due to injury, right? So he's been sitting on ice. It's not the age, it's the mileage. He has one year, really he's like 30 because of like NBA time, right? And now you've got Shaden who has three years to develop. You've got Scoot has three years to develop. You have Dame who's 33, 34. What's wrong with Dame getting a ring at 34? What's wrong with that? 
Nothing at all. Do you think that that's good enough, though? Or do you think that they're – I mean, see, the, I, I feel like they would need somebody else, and I just worry about them ever bringing in a free agent. Although, I mean, if they're winning and if they build a young core, you yeah, guys Scoop, probably want to go play and with Dame. Dame. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, you, you can have... get DeAndre Ayton then. Oh, my gosh. Stop. Why? Well, what else? Like, what else would they need, though? They need a four. That's they. They really do need another defensive wing. Kyle if, Kuzma. I'm kidding. I'm not a defensive wing. When you said the four. Yeah, I mean Kyle Kuzma wouldn't be horrible. I don't. I wouldn't hate that. But I'm a little desperate. Obviously, a player like Mikael Bridges, you're never gonna get. But maybe you wait till free agency. I don't know. Somebody like that. Somebody long. I mean, Jeremy Grant when he plays his best basketball. Jeremy Grant can be absolutely unstoppable. It's oh, just yeah. he's he's six eight. He's long. He's got a very long wingspan. Uh, he averaged what twenty one points per game last year. Yeah. So if you have twenty one with him and twenty seven with Scoot and thirty with Dame and twenty five eight and seven with Shaden Sharp, like that's ninety points across four players. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm I am confident. I'm rooting for you guys. Trade Anthony Simons. Trade Nurkic. Get some additional players that are going to be able to help you, and we'll see. And Got we'll it. see. So we're going to go with we're going to go with Vic. We're going to go with Brandon Miller number two, and we're going to go with Scoot number three plus one seven. I think that's the head. So we're staying away from the chalk, which would be Vic, Scoot, and Brandon Miller, yeah. which is minus one eighty five. I think that those two have a shot. No chance on probably Thompson going third overall, I don't eighteen think so, to one. No. Cam Whitmore twenty five to one. Cam Whitmore. Uh, going third overall after Brandon Miller would be forty-five to one. That would crush me. We need yeah. Tim Whitmore right at five. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna hedge though. I'm gonna grab a little bit of that at plus one seventy because I just see. I, I just. I should have not. Because you're away still from getting it. the plus money. Yeah, and I just. I can't see Charlotte going with Scoot. The more that I think about it, it's gonna be Brandon Miller, and I actually like that fit. Like you said, you have Lamelo who could get him the ball. He could shoot the three well enough. He's a. He's a good defender, Brandon Miller. Yep. So, and and that's exactly what they need. They don't play any defense, and they need a wing. They do. All right, there it is. Plus 170, I'm in. If you're interested, David Aldridge wrote a really good piece in The Athletic uh, released today, basically a a confidential type thing where when he went to Chicago to camp and talked to a lot of executives while the youngsters were showing their wares. Aldridge talked to one Western Conference executive about Brandon Miller. I'll I'll edit this as I go. If you're just talking talent, he's a 6'9 guard, wing player. He's got all the talent in the world. You can line up his freshman season with Tatum and all those guys. You can line it up just in terms of production and what he did. I know they lost in the tournament because of injury or whatever the cause was, but he's got a high-level, put-the-ball-in-his-hands type of guy, and that's what he is. Another executive said, basically, I've heard about the Paul George comps, but you're talking about somebody who can shoot. Maybe not Durant, but he's better than Paul George. Yeah, I can't go that far, but I'm a big Paul George fan. I just, I think this was a college head coach who said that, by the way, who competed against Alabama Mm. and said, "Not KD." He obviously didn't play him in the tournament. But he's better than George. (laughs) When when Brandon Miller went like oh for uh, like seventeen in one game. Yeah, I mean the numbers are great, and like you said, he's six foot nine. I mean, and his body, like he's going to be able to put on muscle. He's two hundred pounds, and he's the kind of guy though, like you could see it, like you could put muscle on him. He averaged nearly nineteen points per game, eight rebounds, two assists, on forty three percent field goal. He averaged fifty. He had fifteen percent from the field against San Diego State in an L as big favorites. He averaged what he had thirty percent from the field. He did have eleven rebounds Mar- in that game. Yeah, he, did. he also had six turnovers though. 
He had uh, 30% from the field against Maryland. He had uh, against, what was it, Texas A&M, Corpus Christi. Remember, he didn't score in that he one. He didn't score a single point in that game. Because then I went over on his points in the next game, and he scored 19. But all of those, like, remember, he had a really bad first half, too, against Maryland. All that pretty yes. much came in the second half. Texas A&M in the South Region first round shot 25% from the field. See, I never let that bother me, though, because, like, in college, you're playing within a system. The NBA is a completely different beast. You know what I mean? But like, don't you think Nate Oates is trying to get them as much into the NBA, free-flowing, lots of threes type of a system? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that is the system for NATO. It's, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. But but again, like, I don't know. I haven't seen enough of Scoot. Everything I see is like, you know, you could watch games or you could watch clips, but it's just so much different. Um, like the G League Ignite stuff. It was kind of like when I was watching. It was like when I was watching Luca, and people were like, I don't know if his game translates. I'm like, what doesn't translate? He hits step back threes in people's eyes, and he's playing for championships at like 18, 19 years old. That's going to translate. I don't know. I mean, I could tell you this. Like, if it, it, as a Bulls fan, if my team could have Scoot or Brandon Miller, I would actually rather, I think, have Brandon Miller. As really? As that sounds. Wow. Yeah, I just think he's more of a sure thing. The only thing I would worry about with Scoot is, like, the same thing that I worry about right now with Ja. I mean, when he's actually on the floor, is how, like, what... How many years is he going to be around for? Unless, But like you said, Scoot does have a better jumper. Like Derrick Rose did not have a jump shot. He couldn't hit a free throw at yeah. Memphis, or I would have been pretty much a millionaire, unfortunately. Um, but ja, and, and Ja's jumper has gotten better, but... It's not yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think I really would. I think I would rather have a 6'9 combo guard wing that could defend, that shoots 43% and could hit the three. I just think he's... the. He's the safer pick, but I think Scoot has, like, the higher ceiling, if that makes sense. It's kind of like the Zion jaw draft. I mean, going back to that one, like, Zion was the safe pick. All we talked about for three years, and then his freshman year at Duke was Zion. You had to go him number one overall. But I felt like the upside and the ceiling was higher for Ja, especially because, you know, like, one guy is constantly out of shape and is never on the court. Even at Duke, like, he blew out of his sneaker, and we were worried about it then. By the way, uh, Mariah Mills, a legend, had her Twitter got... uh shut down today which is a sad day like i can't believe that that went on for that long it was like day nine and they we finally people, shut her down we had people advocating to take over and have a coup in this country and their twitter wasn't shut down <laughs> exactly. and mariah mills goes crazy on zion for five days we're trying to get the bag and we're trying to get the bag and maybe really release a little a uh, little sexy time tape and all of a sudden her account is just shut down see that's what i didn't get though like why everybody's throwing zion under the bus like well he's off the court stuff all that's happening is he's about to be a new dad and somebody's calling him out like he didn't do anything wrong in my opinion anyway we'll take a quick break man. when we come back we're going to talk a little d-hop deandre hopkins where's he going to end up bet mgm tonight continues ryan horvath trista craig